Fuck what they talk about. I've been getting my cake and running wild since a little child. Yeah. Getting it every day, I'm working sun up till the sun down. Yeah. I'm getting it every day, these niggas hating, trying to see how I do this shit. Bitch, I'm not What's up, guys? This is Jake Carlisle, and welcome to the Capital Gains Podcast, where we share our experiences on how to flip and invest in real estate, the stock market, and all things fitness. Join us as we dive deep into the world of self-development and get ready to make some capital gains. What is up, guys? It is, what is it, Wednesday? Yeah, it's when, yeah, Wednesday, December. No, it will be Wednesday. Oh. It is Tuesday. No, you're good. It is Tuesday. It will be Wednesday, whatever. It's all good. So, listening to this, it is December 8th, 2021, um, episode 36, and I am joined by none other than Sam Lawhon. What's up, boy? What's going on, man? Apparently, I don't know how to do podcasts. (laughs) Well, I don't either. I'm I'm still a rookie, and uh, I think we were supposed to have Zach on here, but I think old boy pulled an all nighter, and he's a little he's a little sleepy right now. That's dedication right there. So finals, he said final season, and uh, but maybe he'll wake up for market open. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, to be clear, he wasn't all night partying on a uh, Monday night. It was yeah, it was yeah. studying. So was, prop star boy. He was being responsible. <laughs> Indeed. But, but uh yeah we uh i kind of wanted to dissect uh, a question that i actually posted on facebook and instagram the other day i think it was yesterday and my question was in your opinion what does what what builds confidence like what and and this isn't just a kind of general question but you know it not necessarily me asking somebody how can i build confidence but to you what builds your confidence and and what do you think could build other people's confidence at at the same time Mm, man, I think that's solid. Um, I think proficiency builds confidence, but proficiency requires consistency. So when you're proficient at something, um, let's say in my case, like triathlons, right? I'm not going to say I'm super proficient at it, um, but I probably know more than the average person put in work there. And so um, it's the ability to say swim, Right. Like whenever I first, that's a, that's a good analogy. You and I, we swam together right? when I was first getting into it yep. and it was not a very pretty sight and neither of us really had much confidence. I had a little bit because I had been doing it for a while, but you know, if you would have said, Hey, go hop in this lake and swim two miles, I would have had zero confidence in doing right. that right. because I wasn't proficient at it. Yep. And then when you backtrack a little bit and say, what builds proficiency uh, for me, it's consistency. And so you have to be consistent to become proficient to then become confident. Um, and I think people feign confidence a lot. I know I've certainly done that in the past, um, but that's typically stemming out of insecurity. And so feigned confidence is a lot different than proficient confidence. How do you think about it? So what do you mean? What do you mean? What, like, what do you mean by feign confidence? I would assume but, fake, but you know. Yeah, yeah. Really so, so you're pretending you're confident. Yeah. Right. You answer something with absolute certainty, even though um, you know nothing about it. So people in the U.S. are really good at this. We like to be really confident. The U.S. I think ranks um, number 22 in confidence for test or sorry, number one in confidence for test taking, but ranks number 22 globally. So we're really um, we're really confident. We're really confident when we go in and do something. but typically that stems from either an arrogance or some sort of inefficient, 
insufficiency we have within. So we, we project ourselves as a lot bigger than we are, right? Why do people drive trucks that are jacked up eight inches with 36 inch tires? It's a, it's a feigned confidence. Um, maybe I'm not describing confidence quite properly, but um, I think it's a projection. So I'm trying to parse out the two here and say there's a difference in a proficiency type confidence and then um, a feigned or a um, fake, right? Right. Um, right. A manufactured is probably a better word. Yeah. Manufactured confidence. Yeah, I got you. I think that's, that's really, uh, I think the feigned confidence is very um, rampant, honestly, uh, because I think, you know, with Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, it's, it's all a, it's all a status. It's all a status contest, right? It's, it's who can look the best, who's the most confident, you know, who has the, the nicer car, who has the, um, better looking girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever it is, who has the bigger muscles. Um, and so I think that can, can, um, make it worse. Um, but there's like, this is interesting to me because like, I, I wouldn't understand. I wouldn't necessarily say that I grew up being super confident because I was a chubby kid. I was a fat kid till I was in eighth grade. Then I lost a bunch of weight, you know, um, and worked out and did a bunch of CrossFit, gained that confidence, but it was through work. And then I see some kids who, you know, honestly just couldn't care less about what they look like, what they do, what they eat, where they come from. Um, but they're just straight up confident no matter what. And that, like, I would be interested to see, do you think that is their feign confidence or is that like just kind of built into them maybe from parenting or experiences? Yeah, so let's, I think there's two, two distinct types of, um, two different areas of confidence, um, but they're related. So um, in tr it, they can be true confident or not. One is societal confidence or societal standing. And then one is personal confidence, right? Like when I'm um, going in to take a test, it doesn't really matter to me what the rest of people necessarily think about what I look like when I'm going to take the test. My confidence is gonna come from my ability to, or inability, so lack of confidence to be able to take that test or right. complete that task. Just, it doesn't have to be a test, just a task in general. Um, and then you have the type of confidence you get whenever you put on a nice suit and you hop in a Lamborghini and you go pick up a date, right? You're like, yeah, I'm the man because your societal standing is super high. Now, it's not you necessarily right. that um, is the source of that confidence. It's not your confidence in yourself. Um, it's more in the things that you have. So it's a projection yep. to be more of that feigned confidence. So when it comes to somebody who maybe seems like they don't care about what they look like or where they came from, how much money they make, oftentimes I've found they actually do. I don't think there's really a lot of people who truly don't care what they look like or don't care where they came from. Maybe they're better at hiding it um, or they have other abilities. I think we need a more specific example of someone, right? Or, or talk to them specifically. Um, but I think they either have, um, built this persona around, I don't care, which actually makes them look confident, right? <laughs> because we right. look at them and we're like, dude, like you, you don't have anything really going for you. You know, how can you be so confident? 
when we might be insecure about those little things, right? Like you take your shirt off at the pool and you don't look good. You're like, man, like I'm fat. And these people don't seem to care. Well, they probably do, but they've probably also built a persona around being able to make fun of themselves or confidence around that. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's that they lack awareness of that. Gotcha. Yeah. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. 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 So you're saying that they do lack awareness or they, they, well, they, they, they don't, don't lack awareness. They've just been able to build a persona around you. that insecurity to kind of hide the, hide, the, hide insecurity. the insecurity. Yeah. So yeah. They, they project it differently. Right. And so, you know, you'll see somebody who's overweight, who is really good at poking fun of themselves and making fun of them. You know, they call themselves big guy or whatever the case may be. Yep. You're like, man, that guy's really confident in his own skin. And maybe, maybe they truly are. Maybe they really just don't care. Um, and they have that confidence, but I think it really comes down to, uh, the personal level and your acceptance of yourself and people have different levels of that, right? Like I talk about this a lot with friends and that I'm a very driven person to an unhealthy extent at times. Yep. Obsession almost. You're, you're yeah. Oh, certainly. Obsession. <laughs> yeah. Um, borderline crazy. Right. And I'll get to points where like, it gets unhealthy because I'm not sleeping enough or it's, that's not only a problem, just not resting enough. Um, Cause it's go, go, go 24 seven or overcommit, whatever. And there's good and bad there. One is that I drive harder and you're just like this. Chad's like this, Zach's like this. Like we drive harder than I would say probably the average person. Um, but then I also look at people who've been doing the same job. Like I knew someone who I grew up with who every day, would pack ice cream boxes and flip them. They sat on the line and they would pack three cartons of bluebell ice cream and flip the box in the same spot next to the same person every single day for seven and a half hours with a 30 minute lunch. Now they got free ice cream at lunch. So, you know, perks of the job, but I would go insane. Like yeah. I would literally go crazy after yeah. one day of that. I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to stay in doing it. Um, but they were happy there. Like they were, they were really satisfied with that and they were glad to have that job. And so I think there's a perspective thing where there are some people who are, who are really happy with status quo or being comfortable, just yep. being comfortable, right? They're really happy doing that. And they don't feel anything is wrong with that. Right. Um, so I think we have to be careful there when we have these expectations that everyone should be pushing the same way that we push. Yep. And I think that, uh, that, I think that comes with, um, empathy. I think one mm -hmm. of my, like, uh, my uncle, he, he told me one of the best uh, qualities of a leader is to have empathy. Um, not necessarily sympathy, but empathy to where, you know, you can understand that, you know, the person you're talking to who's flipping, um, ice cream, you know, they're super happy and they get to go home to their, their probably wife and kids and, do what they want to do um, and live a super comfortable life. And that's, that is a hundred percent fine. But like you said, we, um, we couldn't do it just because we go, we go insane. I like, I would go insane too. I can't like, I get, I get fidgety when I sit on my computer too much when I, when I have to, um, yeah. you know, if I'm not doing something I like and I just get crazy. And so, uh, but I think it, it all comes down to empathy um, for those type of people. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. You know, this really ties back into the, the topic of confidence. Um, I don't think confidence is maybe the best word. Um, I think it's more about 
the self-acceptance side. Um, because I, I know for me at lot, at least a lot of what drives me is this like chip on my shoulder where it's like, I've got to be better. I've got to do more. Not really even in relation to most other people. It's in relation to myself, but I'm not okay with myself. The yeah. person that I am today could be a better person tomorrow. Right. So I'm always striving towards this future self, right? It's not about, it's not about who I am today. It's who I can become tomorrow. And I'm always chasing or striving to be better than the person I was yesterday. Jordan yeah. Peterson has a great line on this. One of his 12 rules for life. Don't compare yourself to who someone else is today. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday, right? Um, you're not that other person. And so part of me wonders um, if we should spend maybe, you know, for people in our case, spend a little more time reflecting on what it is that drives us. I've tried to do this a lot more recently. Um, what are the things that truly drive me? Is it pride? Like, do I need to have the biggest company in the world? And just um, really string that out to its logical conclusion. So if you say your goal is, I want to have a billion dollar company. Okay, let's say you get to the billion dollar company. A, what things will you have foregone to get there, right? Did you give up all the time you had with your family, all the relationships, missed all the important, quote unquote, important events? Um, second, let's say that you get there. At that point, what do you do? <laughs> what is the purpose of having that, right? Why does it matter if you make $100 million or a billion dollars a year? There's decreasing incremental returns there. Right. Like the right. difference between making that kind of money is, is not much. It's just numbers about who can have a bigger yacht at that point. Right. It, it, it doesn't really matter who can have more houses. It's all, it all comes down to possessions at that point. Um, so really taking a step back to say, what are the things that are driving me forward? Why am I doing the things that I do? Why do I wake up and do this? Right. And, you know, it's okay to sometimes say, because it makes me feel good. Like, why do I do so many hours of triathlon? Because it makes me feel good to be that disciplined and strive towards that goal. It's selfish. A lot of times if I'm doing that, like I don't need to work out for 15 hours a week to be a healthy person. I just right. I don't need to. And so being truly honest, brutally honest with yourself and saying, recognizing that you may be selfish in some aspects. <laughs> but I think and, you have to be, honestly. I think you have to be. Yeah, yeah I would agree. I would agree. But, but then it allows you to recognize the sacrifices of people around you. Yep. Right? Because it's really easy to say, oh, it's all me. I'm the one who's doing everything. I put in all this work. Me, 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 me. When you have to realize that, well, there's a, a collective toll that the community around you took for you to get to this place. Right. Yep. Absolutely. So something I think about there is, uh, so my dad, he, um, he worked for Shell for a long time and he would, he, we lived in Burnham and he would commute every day and he'd literally get up at three thirty AM every day to commute for an hour to Houston. He'd be in the, the office by five and he's just a, he's just an overachiever. Like he, he just, he's just a hard ass by, by nature. So you know, he's in the, in the office by five and the, the guy's rolling in at seven. He's like, Hey, good afternoon. What's up? You know? Uh, and he leaves, by, <laughs> he leaves by three, he's home by four. And uh, I just kind of felt like it was normal. Yeah. And now I go back and look at that and it's like, that's kind of insane. Yeah. He did that for 15 years. He woke up at three thirty AM every day for 15 years. Yeah. Um, 
and it's you know it was normal for me but you know now thinking back i'm like holy crap that is some <laughs> insane um first of all discipline and uh and uh honestly what am i trying to say um sacrifice, sacrifice. you know yeah. he was sleeping maybe five hours a night i mean no way no way it wasn't it was more than that Jeez. um so it's it's kind of crazy um and what were we talking about before this about confidence in relationships um, well i think oh oh yeah yeah so we're talking about um people breaking up and getting back together with their exes um that's it yep and how that relates to being confident in yourself and you know we've both we were just discussing a few examples of our friends who've done that over and over again and so I'll you take you give your take on it and then I'll uh yeah yeah I'll chime in too. Yeah, so I was telling Sam about a just a, a example of that I've had of of a friend getting back with an ex. Um and I just think it's it's really funny. Um not not super it's not really really isn't funny, but you know, you you break up and if it's a toxic breakup, you you start talking trash about the person. Just it's naturally what most people do. And then Oh, next week you're back together and you're all happy and post on Snapchat, whatever. And I was telling Sam, I, you know, I look at it a little bit deeper. I look at it uh, from the psychological and the, the physiological uh, sense, I guess. Um, just look at it a little deeper. And I, to me, it's, it's like, you know, this guy or this girl doesn't value themselves enough or they're not confident enough to get out of that relationship because they don't feel like they deserve something better. Right. I think I, that's, that's just what I think realistically, um, you know, when, when guys go back to girls or girls, girls go back to guys, they just don't have enough self-confidence um, deep down to, to get out of it and feel like they deserve something better. No, agreed completely. Um, you know, I think we have to be a little bit careful and sensitive to the emotions that are involved in it. It's really easy for an outsider to look at it and say, yeah. um, well, God, you're like, you're an idiot. You know, what are you, <laughs> what are you doing? And as friends, we only see it from one way because, you know, your buddy breaks up or they break up, you know, and then they talk all this trash about the other person, right? Because they need to, they need to have an excuse. It's a human thing to, to reason with you why they they're out of this relationship. Right. Um, and it's really hard for people to take responsibility in the first place when a relationship fails. So you castigate blame, which then leads to talking shit about the other person. And then you've, you've built up this wall, right? And so now, of course, you're going to take your friend's side whenever they get back together and be like, but you just said all this horrible stuff. Yeah. And it doesn't make any sense. And so uh, I think we got to be a just a little bit careful there. Um, second of all, you oftentimes have families that are intertwined. Like there, there's deeper connections there yep. that sometimes make that break clean and smooth and easy to get away from. So there's a very human element to these relationships, you know, to relationships in general that, that make it hard. But as it relates to confidence and to your point, I've seen this over and over again, where there was, there was a clean break there. And even though it's hard, it doesn't mean it's not worthwhile doing. If there's a clear reason why that relationship dissolved, then you either need to have a very clearly defined reason for why you're going back to that relationship, 
and how those issues that cause the initial breakup are going to be resolved. Yep. Um, or you shouldn't be back in that relationship. It's, yeah. it's pretty simple. That's, that's it. Um, and if you can't resolve the issues, then just wanting it, quote unquote, is not going to happen because you have the passion that's there initially when you get back together. That's what makes it fun, right? Breakup sex. But then that dissolves over time and those same recurring issues come up. So um, oftentimes people will fall in this trial because even if they know it's not good, even if they can't fix those two fundamental issues, they'll fall in the trap because they don't have the confidence to go out and find someone else. It was comfortable. Yep. Like they know that person. The person knows them. Mm-hmm. There's feelings involved. It, again, back to this issue of comfort. And you know what? If you just want to be comfortable, then great. But I, I was thinking about this a lot last night. We are always going to be slaves to something. You can be slaves to food, drugs, alcohol, TV, sports. Like you are going to be, you're going to be a slave to some success, right? You're going to be a slave to something. Yep. I would much rather be a slave to discipline and have the freedom that comes with that or a slave to, to bettering myself. I know that sounds kind of cliche and people are like this guy. And, and, and really, it really does sound cliche at first. And then you start doing it. It's like, oh, wow. It sounds cliche to people who haven't done it. Right. And it's like, yeah, just try it. <laughs> I challenge you. It sounds cute and cliche. Go ahead. Try it. Like do it for yourself and tell if I'm wrong, I will gladly eat my words. Yep. Absolutely. But you'll probably have benefited from that. And so all this to say, um, oftentimes the, these things really stem from people being, uh, wanting to just be comfortable. And the ironic thing is the reason they may have broken up in the first place is because instead of facing uncomfortable realities and dealing with the problems in the relationship, they decided just to ignore them for a long period of time because it was too uncomfortable to deal with. Yeah. Until it's like you're, you're until, until it burns down. And it's yep. like, you're just going through the cycle because you're trying to be comfortable. But the reality is, and I say this with fitness, like you can choose to go do something hard or you can choose to exercise, to take care of your body, to eat well. Um, and then you can, for the most part, live a long, prosperous life and have a healthy body that functions well for you, barring some kind of incident. Or you can choose to eat horribly, do whatever you want, destroy your body, and you're still going to have consequences. Like There's still going to be pain associated with it. So either you get to choose the pain or the pain is going to come choose you. Yep. It's, it's kind of one of the things. It's like choose your heart. You can, you know, waking yeah. up at five and going to the gym is hard. But being overweight and feeling terrible when you look in the mirror is also hard. Yeah. So you can you can either choose to to get the heart out of the way and then feel good in the mirror, or you can be lazy, feel good, you know, and then and then feel bad in the mirror. Um, but I think that's yeah. good. I I uh, and I guess one more one more thing, like what uh, I guess some what are some practical steps to start building your confidence? Say say if somebody just doesn't have it. Whether that be to build self-confidence, build confidence in a team, build confidence um, to start a business, build confidence to start a new job, build confidence to what we just talked about, get out of a crappy relationship. Man, that's a great question. Um, I would say it starts with just being consistent. So um, let's give an example. Let's give a couple examples for different areas of life. Um, One, let's say 
um, you want to build confidence in your body. So going to the gym, but you hate going to the gym. You've never been consistent with it. Go to the gym every single day. I challenge you to do this. If you're listening right now and you know, you're like, I'm not, I'm not a fitness guy. Like it's not what I do. And um, you, but you want to better yourself. Just show up at the gym every day and stay there for 30 minutes. I don't care if you lift any weights while you're there. You just have to stay at the gym for 30 minutes. That's the challenge. And do it for three weeks. And you, you'll build the habit of just going there. Now, you may not do anything while you're there, but you'll have built that habit of just going there. And eventually you're going to get bored of just showing up at the gym. People are going to be looking at you kind of funny. You have to have the discipline just to show up, right? But you don't have to actually do anything. But eventually you're going to start feeling this pressure of, you know, like maybe I should be doing something while I'm here. So then, you know, start picking up some dumbbells and doing that or go walk on the treadmill for 20 minutes. Just do something, do it consistently every day. Yep. Um, let's say that you uh, start a new job and you really don't have any confidence in this position. Find one thing that you're interested in in that job and become extremely proficient at it. Just work at it a little bit study it for 15 minutes a day, right? Um, if you are in the restaurant, let's say you're a bartender. Every day, study a new type of spirit. Learn the story about that spirit. Study it for 15 minutes. Find out who made it, what kind of drinks it goes in, etc. But just gain more knowledge and understanding. And that practice of consistency will build up your proficiency over time, which will then build your confidence. Yeah. How would, how would you look at it? Yeah, that's absolutely right. Um, <clears throat> to bounce off the job ex example. So I, I always have a couple, a couple guys, you know, they're like, they just, they want a little bit more out of life. And so they, they come to me and like, Hey, I, I see what you're doing in real estate. I want to get into this. I'm like, okay, awesome. And I think most people think that they need to, they need to create drastic change in their life to mm. get what they yeah. want. And for some people, yes, that is correct. But um, realistically, if you want to go get into real estate, I, all I do is tell people, hey, go look at five deals a day. It's going to take you 15 to 20 minutes max, maybe. You go run five numbers every day, and within a month, you'll have looked at over 150, 200 properties, and you're going to find one probably, mm. right? And it's taking you 15 minutes a day. Like it's it's literally nothing. Yeah. Um, and so I think that that is a big component. Just don't overcomplicate it and get it into small daily ex executable tasks. And then I think another thing is, um, and this is the biggest one for me, is um, keeping the promises you make to yourself. Um, I think that, you know, if you say you're going to the gym um, and you don't go to the gym, your subconscious is like, hey, what the hell? You said you're going to the gym, but we're not going to the gym. And then you feel bad about it, so you feel guilty. And you eat food and it spirals, right? Yeah. Um, okay. So if you say you're going to the gym every day, or you say, I'm going to look at five houses every day, or I'm going to make 10 calls every day, or I'm going to look at five spirits every day, like you just got to go do that, but don't make it so overwhelming that you can't, right? Yeah. If you say you're going to yeah. do it, show up to the gym, right? Yeah. And then do 20 minutes on the bike. It's 100% better than zero minutes on the bike, right? Exactly. In the mornings, I get up. And I wake up at five, I read my book, 10 pages, nothing crazy. I write my goals down, top 10, nothing crazy. I go to the gym and to wake up, I ride the bike for 20, 30 minutes. 
just steady pace, nothing crazy. I go sit in the sauna. I just chill. And it's not even like really training for anything, but it clears my head. It makes me feel good. And now it's 830 and I'm ready for the day, right? So I think keeping the promises you make to yourself is a big component of that too. Yeah. And I, you said something in there, writing down your goals. So first thing I do every day when I get into the office is I write on everything for the day. Right. Um, and I have a, a bigger spreadsheet that I have all these different projects and different things I'm working on. Um, so I can review that and know kind of where I am in that. And then I can set the daily goals for that. Yep. So to your point of taking on these bigger projects, listen, you're not going to get a six pack in a day. It's not going to happen. Yep. right and you're going to get discouraged if that's your expectation so your expectation should have have very little to do with your the end goal in mind it should solely be focused on executing the goal you see what i mean by that it's like yep. you should be focused minutely like very very honed in on how to execute the goal not necessarily on the end product of the goal right uh, so i think what you're trying to say is like reverse engineer your goals So let's say you want to, I don't know, let's say, let's say I want to flip 12 houses next year. Okay. Um, let's, let's just take out all the variables. Don't worry about the money. Don't worry about the contractors, whatever. We just got to go find them. So if you look at what I figured out is if you look at a hundred houses and do a hundred and look at a hundred deals, you're going to get one. Okay. So if you have 30 days to find a deal, 30, hundred divided by 30, realistically, it's only three a day. Okay. Um, I just say five a day, it's just five, whatever. Um, so if you can go get 12, now break it down per month, you need to be, you need to be looking at one a month. Okay. So how many houses you need to look at to get one deal? A hundred. Okay. Now, how many days do you have in a month? 30 divided by a hundred or a hundred by 30, right? That's three a day. That is so doable. It's not even funny. It's not even funny. It's so doable. And so I think it's stuff like that, that. Just, just really, you, you gotta just think about. It's not super crazy, but it's, you know, once people tell you that, it's like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's, it's starting, it's starting with the end goal, and then reversing back all the steps to get there. Yep. All the way down to the daily tasks that start out. Yep. And then once you do that, it's, it's really not very, it's hard, but it's not impossible. Um, it's about building consistently over time. Yep. And so just writing down those goals, they don't have to be anything crazy. They don't have to be anything huge. It's just about compounding. It's compounding interest, right? Like you're yep. just building and building and building off of those, those little steps you've taken. Right. Um, and it becomes a lot easier as you, it, it snowballs. Yep. Absolutely. So that'd yep. be my encouragement. Yep. I mean, and for example, my, you know, I, I have every day written down, I look at five, five deals and it could be just going on Zillow and and putting in a basic rental that doesn't cash flow anything. I, I don't care. But it's the principle of doing it every single day. Mm-hmm. Now I've been doing it for a year and a half, right? So I've looked at tens of thousands of houses yeah. and we've flipped 10, right? Yeah. And you know, that's you know, um we're gonna get a little bit better here here next year, but it's just putting your goal into simple executable steps and just doing yeah. it it agreed and that's what ultimately builds confidence yep yeah because like i didn't have any any confidence at all before i started flipping houses well then i went and flipped the houses and now it's quote unquote easy i can go flip if you flip one house you can flip a bunch of houses 
And so now I have a bunch of confidence to go and do it and even help people do it as well. So, and like you could, you've helped, uh, Landon do a a half Ironman, right? You had the confidence to teach him because you've done it yourself. Right. Right. Yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna relate that to fitness too. It's like, um, I have this internal struggle with the word easy when it comes to, to training, because it can often make people feel less than or inadequate. Right. If I, if I say, yeah, I just ran, you know, an easy eight miles today and it was at an eight minute pace. People are going to look at me and be like, okay, asshole. Like, <laughs> like that's not easy. But yeah. to me on a relative basis, it is easier than doing eight miles at a seven minute pace right? or a six and a half minute pace. Two years ago, that would not have been easy to me. That would have been really hard, but it's because over time I've developed that that skill set, that strength. And so it becomes easier over time. So it's all on a relative basis. But the more time that you put in and grow more proficient, the more confidence you have in your ability to execute those things. Yes. So I I think I have one one last question for you because you just said it. So you were saying that you were running and, and, you know, eight minutes a mile um, last year would have been hard, but now it's not. And you said it's a skill set to get there. So would right. you would you agree or disagree that confidence can be built and confidence is a skill set rather than something that somebody has? One hundred percent, yes. Con- in relation to it can be built. Gotcha. Because confidence is only relative to certain things, right? Confidence is a is a broad term, but. Like I would not be, uh, I don't know, confident to go surfing and confident to go surfing in Hawaii. Right. I I would not be very confident if I got on a surfboard (laughs) and people may say, well, you're a very confident person. Yeah. But I don't know anything about that. Right. (laughs) So so I have to build up the confidence to do that. Some people um, have tremendous amounts of confidence when it comes to public speaking. But it's probably because over time they, they've built up that skill and they can orate very well. Absolutely. Um, now, there are certain people who just have a, you know, called a swagger or confidence in themselves that seems to be more than other people. We don't have to parse out all the little intricacies um, of how that happens right now. But 100%, it is something that um, is built over time and honed over time. Yep. And I think that's, you know, that's good news for somebody who doesn't have any confidence, you know, they can go out and do tasks to build their confidence, right? Wow. Like just going to the gym every day. No, I don't, I don't care what you're doing. If you go every day for a year, at the beginning of the year, if you're not confident by the end of the year, you're going to at least have more, right? Yes. Like no matter what, it, it is something you can build. Um, and it's really with anything, you know, it's proficiency in a job, um, fitness, expertise, whatever it is, relationships. Absolutely. That's a big one. That's hard to understand, but I think, you know, if you can get good at that, um, and just relationships with people in general, like it does not have to be romantic. I think relationships with people in general is probably more so important than, than, uh, romantic, but. And, And yeah, communication, right. Building your confidence and your ability to communicate well with other people is huge. Um, and it takes time and it takes effort. Uh, I think, and I'll, I'll just say this, I know we're wrapping up, but I think a lot of times people, and I used to think this way too, um, are 
under the impression that if it doesn't come naturally, quote unquote, or easy to them, then they're not going to be good at it. So therefore they have zero confidence in their ability to do it. Yep. And I've just learned that's, that's fundamentally wrong. Sure, there are limits on things. Will I ever go and run a three hour and five minute, mar- or sorry, two hour and five minute marathon? No, like, no, it, it's, it would not be possible. I've done all my physiological testing. There's limits on what can happen. I, I'm never going to be an Olympic marathon runner. Um, but can I get really good at it? Yes, <laughs> right? I can, I can be the best version of myself in that. Right. Um, and I can be better than 95 or 99% of other people in the world, uh, which is huge, right? Because I, I focus and I hone in on that craft. I'm not saying I will be, but um, the point here is that you're not going to be good at the vast majority of things that you start out trying. You're going to fail. Yeah, miserably. <laughs> you're going to lose confidence. It's going to be, and it's going to be tough. So um, just remember, like, there's, there's a lot of hope in that message. And that you can accomplish far more than you think um, just by being consistent over time. Yep, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, when I was working at Burnham CrossFit, one of the best, one of the uh, slogans was consistency wins. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think you, you could you could tear that down and, and, and figure it out. But I think, you know, just on the very surface level, um, if you're consistent with doing the stuff you need to be doing, you're going to win in whatever you're doing. And I think it's just sure. that simple. Yeah. Agree, man. Well, I think that was a pretty good one. Um, that was awesome. Yeah. Confidence is definitely something that can be built. And, uh, and if, you know, if you want to level up in life and, and really do anything, I think that's probably one of the first things you should do is, is just build your personal confidence up. Right. Cause that's going to give True you consistency. Yep. It's going to give you, keep the promises you make to yourself and, uh, you can see how far you can go. Yeah. So the, the, theme this would be uh, confidence comes from consistent effort consistent effort yep okay i like it awesome guys all right hey get out there and you coming on. for sure man good to see right. you later Fuck what they talk about. I've been getting my cake and running wild since a little child. Yeah. Getting it every day. I'm working sun up till the sun down. Yeah. I'm getting it every day. These niggas hating, trying to see how I do this shit. Bitch, I'm not new.